Hi, everyone. My name is Zach Rich from WTSR, and I'm here with WTSR's very own Julia Landy. What's up? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good on this kind of quiet Thursday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. We'll be chatting a bit about the music you've submitted for World College Radio Day on October 2nd. All right. All right. Let's sounds good. Uh, so we're going to start with the first track you submitted here, your newest track, Collision. Uh, what was the process behind, uh, writing Collision? Uh, yeah, so what I'll normally do is I'll, like, I'll like, sit in my basement just with my guitar and just kind of, like, strum on chords, and if, like, something sounds catchy to me, then I'll, like, try to work with it. So I had, like, the chords for the verse first, and it was, like, it was just something simple that was, like, catchy. So I would just, like, play it over and over, and, like, with the lyrics, I just kind of started with one image like I like I think like dream related imagery is like kind of like cool and a fun thing to work with just in writing in general so I just kind of started from there and then like as I went like just kind of figured out what kind of story I could tell with like that starting image of like seeing someone in a dream yeah so is that like typical for you to kind of base it off a type of instrumentation or uh, chord progression and that's how you build so like that kind of chord first lyric second kind of style yeah I I used to try to write things like the words first and then the music just because I was into like writing before I was into music but it was really hard to like time things like it wouldn't make sense like if I had like written out things, I would realize that like the lines weren't like even and how they sounded. And it was a lot harder to write the music second. So now I just prefer like kind of writing the music first and then try- trying to find lyrics that like match how the music sounds. Yeah. So like, so obviously you wanted to go for more of a dreamier style behind Collision. Did you feel it kind of differed in any way between like the music, like the music you normally make? Or is that more typical for your approach? Um, I th- I think that's generally like how I approach music. Like, just kind of I like take more of just like an idea or something that I have rather than like a like a direct personal experience I had to write about. Just because I feel like my life isn't that interesting, so it's <laughs> it's more interesting to like kind of like imagine something that could happen and then like work with that imagine like a whole different perspective when you're writing your music yeah th- that definitely makes sense I mean I mean I'm assuming at least it's it's just you writing it so it's a whole different approach than being in the studio and having a whole team of writers and producers I mean it's just you yeah yeah I just it's just it's literally just like me in in my basement where I've been like like quote unquote writing music since I was like 15-ish where like I would just I've always kind of done the same thing where I just like sit with like a notebook or my phone and just try to come up with something I think like would be interesting to like actually like have a song written about yeah and that that definitely makes sense I mean hey that that is not a bad production method (laughs) at all just you know I, I definitely feel like there's a bit of a benefit like, I don't know if you feel the same, but the fact that it's just you and you're not being 
constrained in whatever direction some person here being like oh try this idea try that idea try this song uh, this song progression try this tempo all that it's definitely easier because like then the only really critic I have is like myself really so like and you don't have to worry about like kind of making like making like oh my gosh I'm sorry I forgot the word for like when you give up part of something that you're doing in order to accommodate for someone else compromises I'm sorry oh, yeah. I, I completely blanked yeah. on that but you can just kind of work with you can look at like all your ideas and kind of figure out what's best instead of having to like like I think collaborating is great and stuff but obviously I wrote all this stuff just being at home in quarantine so like I literally couldn't work with anyone else but it was kind of nice to just like see what I could come up with on my own and try to like work just off my own ideas yeah I mean obviously quarantines brought out a whole ton of different ideas and different styles that I mean everywhere everywhere you're seeing it with all kinds of albums all experiments and trying new stuff so we'll move on to the next question or to the next one um this is in regards to your track performer waitress and actually in a lot of your tracks for that matter you seem to draw a lot from uh indie folk singer songwriter and i know that's been a particular favorite genre of yours were there any particular bands doesn't have to be in that genre but just any particular bands currently existing or not in existence anymore that influence your sound at all yeah I it's definitely like what you said like the indie folk singer songwriter just because like I mentioned like I'm working alone so like kind of taking it that more like stripped back approach I guess for lack of a better word of just like the guitar music and the lyrics um a big I don't know like how how clearly it comes across but one of my like biggest like musical role models I guess that I look up to is Julian Baker just because I really like her songwriting style and I always liked what she did with the guitar and actually like I had her in mind when I was writing Performer Waitress I don't think it really sounds like a Julian Baker song because I, I can't sing anything like her yeah. and it wasn't yeah. as slow but yeah like I, I look up to her a lot in her songwriting style. Yeah, because I was gonna say the first thing I saw out of like what you were trying to produce was Phoebe Bridgers or like Connor Ober's yeah, really nice style sound. I love Phoebe Bridgers too. I definitely like, but I was actually listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers in like the start of quarantine. So that yeah. definitely came in, even if I wasn't like consciously thinking about it. I just, I really like their songwriting styles. I don't blame you. I mean, Punisher, that's one whole heck of an album, really. Oh yeah, it's amazing. That's really one whole masterpiece. But yeah, I was going to say, I mean, definitely, since you've been vocal with your music presence, is there anything, like, non-traditional that might influence your sound? Like, any artist that, like, someone, if they were listening to you for the first time, wouldn't expect? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, like, pretty, like, it's pretty straightforward. I have, like, a couple artists that I really look up to that I don't think comes out as clearly, but, like, that like in the back of my mind will like influence things like I actually I was super into like classic rock and stuff when I was younger which doesn't really come out in my sound but like I like to try to do guitar solos sometimes if I'm doing my with my electric guitar just because I was so into it which 
doesn't necessarily affect the sound of the whole song but that's like a lot of like soloing and stuff like that I did learn from like learning those songs like Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that when I was like 14 or 15. Yeah I mean hey I mean everyone starts on something I mean Mm -hmm. a whole ton of people got their start from classic rock so can't blame Mm -hmm. you for that. It's definitely I mean a black like a backbone for building a lot of today's sound I mean hey even like the bands you mentioned like Julian Baker or Phoebe Bridgers or their Project Boy Genius together. I mean, that, that's that got a whole heck of a lot of influences from older sounds. So mm-hmm. you're not yeah. wrong. You're definitely not wrong in thinking that way. <laughs> um, so I want, for the third question, I wanted to ask if there was a particular story behind Drive. Um, there's not, it was kind of similar to how I approached writing Collision where I just like had, an idea in mind of just like someone just like trying to like drive away from something as in like they're literally trying to escape their problems which I feel like it's kind of like a common thing that people like to write about in music and it, it, it follows the same idea where I just started with this idea of like someone driving away and not really making it clear to the people around them why they were driving away and then just like kind of wrote like I would give it a few tries where like I would have different places where like the person driving would end up and then eventually I just settled in on like I started it with knowing that I wanted them to start by driving away and end up like coming back to where they left yeah I mean that's taking the theme literally pretty literally I mean so it seems like at least from what I got with your music your stories are a lot more just like I guess to the point and a bit easier to digest was that like an intentional stylistic choice i'm just thinking because someone might like bright eyes or boy genius might have some kind of musical like some kind of message hidden like deeper into their track but you seem to be pretty straightforward with it was that intentional yeah like i wanted the like at least at the very least like the story to be very clear about like what is happening in it because I just think like storytelling is a really valuable part of songwriting and but like I hope at least that people like will get like there's like something more behind it if that makes sense not to sound like pretentious with it but like the story is very like cut and clear of like this is what's happening but I like I hope my goal is that there's like an implied like reasoning of like why this is happening like through the details of like what's like not explicitly stated in the story but like you know like through what's happening you can like gather something about like the the speaker of the story yeah yeah that makes sense and you you're kind of splitting it i see between each single track it's not like you're putting together a whole project where it's revolving around one theme you're approaching and a new idea with every track. Mm-hmm. And in general, were there any other like sto- like writing or stories you wanted to mention on any of the tracks that you've recorded so far that you found notable? Um, no, not really. I I think I have a pretty like simple approach to songwriting. It's just like I'll try to write a story, and if I think it's interesting 
and has some more value like to it than what's than just like the fact that it is a story I'll like actually want to record it and do something with it yeah so you're like the kind of person who's like running through like like running through multiple ideas and then being like hey I kind of like I finally hit that one like (laughs) yeah yeah like like I said like I'll take it it starts with just like a very like vague idea and then I'll just kind of like write different versions of it like I'll go back and be like I'd rather have this happen at this point and that's actually like a long time ago I just wanted to be an author so I think I have that just storytelling approach to songwriting and stuff just because that's what had always interested me and a lot of like like we listed musicians that I said like I look up to a lot of their songs have really cool like storytelling components to them along with like being able to like convey their emotions and meaning which I really love in music yeah I mean that that definitely makes sense so moving on here to some project-based questions um first one I want to ask I think you'll definitely have a unique perspective for this one (laughs) what does college radio mean to you I mean obviously working as a DJ at our station and producing music and now doing both (laughs) yeah um I think it's for me like especially thinking about at TCNJ I think it's a really cool place it was the first club I was interested in joining and I just like the environment. Like I felt like it was like welcoming and also like kind of inc- like obviously at uh, WTSR like motto is open your mind. But I think it does encourage a, like to look at a lot of like new music and just by like broadening your mind and horizons and like that specific area, I feel like it can kind of carry over to just like approaching the world a little more open minded. I know that's kind of like a cliche. And like, kind of maybe kind of a stretch to some people, but I just, I just like I really like the environment I was in, and I just felt like it made for me it made college really comfortable starting in like having a club I was already interested in, and I just I like the idea that it's about trying to broaden your horizons on things, and I think that's really valuable to like anyone at any age, whether you're in college or like way out of it. Yeah, that, I mean that's definitely important, and you mentioned obviously the fact that you feel you've been exposed to artists you've never listened to previously. I mean, I'm sure that's the same thing for all of us since we're both mm-hmm. new music staff. We're probably digging through new artists all the time mm-hmm. and new sounds we didn't even imagine before. Yeah, it's really cool. Like finding like something you've never heard of and then being like, this is actually really good music. I'm glad I found this. Yeah, and one thing I definitely would, at least for someone, for artists like you who are just starting out, definitely having that platform, too, is super, super vital. I mean, I know obviously most of it's touring and getting money on live gigs, but hey, you can't even be noticed by promoters without going through, without going through college radio first, and that's the place mm-hmm. you start yeah it has like a lot to offer just I feel like in general like to musicians and like to listeners and stuff I just think it's like it's just a really cool thing that we're able to have yeah yeah and I I think it's definitely really unique and especially for since you have a unique perspective on it obviously Mm -hmm. since you're on our staff and also a very very talented artist so thank you (laughs) yeah um a bit of a follow-up to that. How has your time 
working at the station influenced your sound as an artist? Um, I guess it's, I don't know if there's anything I found directly at the station that's influenced my sound right now. Because like I've mentioned and we've talked about, like I have a pretty simple approach to it, but it's definitely given me ideas for like more things I would want to do if we weren't in quarantine and I could actually like meet up with friends I know who would want to actually like collaborate on music. One big thing is actually, this is a little different from the sound of the station, but I met one of my friends, Liz, at the station who like, if we were on campus, we would be working on music together. But it was really cool to find someone like I found her through the station. And hopefully when COVID is not messing up everything anymore and we're back on campus, we can actually work on stuff together. But we had started working on stuff together, like musically, a little before quarantine. And that was like, really cool to meet someone that like, I'm good friends with now and like have a lot in common with like how we what kind of music we like and what kind of stuff we would want to make like I met her through the station so that was like that's a cool thing that's definitely really cool I mean like getting that like sense of common ideas last spring through Cobalt and we were both uh, like we were both running an event obviously canceled due to COVID but having that other backing there I mean it can you can definitely rebound off it. Like she gave me a whole ton of suggestions that mm-hmm. like I never even thought of booking. Like I was like I was like hell bent on certain getting certain acts. And like I remember she came in one day, she's like, she's listing all these names out. I was like, wow, like I didn't even think of that. Like mm-hmm. I was like someone like Sydney Gish or Deal Casino, like I didn't even imagine thinking of them at first. Yeah, so, no. Liz is, Liz is cool, and she's she's also very talented. I don't even know if she'll listen to this, but, like, if she does, hi, Liz, I'm giving you a shout-out. Yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely having someone else there. I mean, I know, like, just having someone else to build your sound off of definitely, definitely assists, gives you things you didn't think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can say firsthand, my cousin is also a recording artist. And so we like, we just sometimes call each other and we're like, I'm like, hey, so about that last track, like, I like this. I didn't like, I, I kind of like it if you went this way. Mm-hmm. I kind of wouldn't like it if you went this way. Like, maybe you should try this style. Like, having that to bounce off, it's really, really convenient. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think collaboration is, like, hugely beneficial for musicians, especially when you're, like, first starting out and trying to figure out a sound. It's, like, cool to have someone else who's, like, able to give you some feedback other than, like I said, it it's convenient to be able to work by yourself, but, like, as you want to improve with, like, any any sort of art or basically anything, it's very good to have someone who, like, is going to, like, give you feedback and, like, honest feedback and help you, like, build your ideas so they're better than they would have been just by yourself yeah yeah that that i mean that's definitely great advice for everything really um so moving on to the next question here how has the pandemic influenced your music or your processes yeah so i don't know if i would say it influenced my process but it actually got me to like write more because i mentioned before like quote unquote i would write music when I was like 15, 16, whatever, but I never recorded anything and most ideas would be unfinished. And I was always very shy, like 
I like didn't want to record myself singing or like playing guitar like in the full song and stuff and then at some point just like being stuck in quarantine I was like I have all these things that I've like written down I might as well do something with it so I was like I can just put a song on Bandcamp, I guess like I don't have anything better to do I, I'm stuck at home so I, I just like recorded it and I was like okay I'll put it out there and it, I like I was just excited about it even though like like it it was just like something I put out there mostly just like people I was friends with obviously listened to it because I just posted about it on my Instagram and like you know but I, I thought it was cool so then I was like oh I might as well like keep doing this because I had I had it was the most time I'd had on my hands in a long time to just be able to like record music and work with that so it, it gave me kind of the ability to try ideas and actually like try putting them out there for the first time because before this I never really had the confidence to even try pu- like putting music on a website yeah and that's definitely interesting that's definitely cool I mean hey flushing out all your different ideas and like finally seeing them to fruition has got to be like a really satisfying feeling I mean even if even even if only a few people listen to it well, I mean, just getting it out there has to be, like, the coolest feeling in the world. Yeah, oh, that's exactly how I felt, because for the longest time, I was just like, I'm going to release music one day. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. And that's how, But now that I actually, like, had the time, I had to actually be like, okay, Julia, like, this is when you're going to do it. It doesn't matter that, like, you're obviously, like, it's not going to be a big release or anything. You're just putting it out yourself. But, like, just to be able to make something and, like, put it out where technically anyone could listen to it, it's just like a cool feeling of just like now I like I did something like and it's like a real thing rather than just like an idea that's been sitting in a notebook. Yeah, you kind of, you're kind of just seeing it come out and then you're like, wow, like holy, like holy shit, it's like actually there. Yeah, yeah, that's how. I, like I, that, I remember like looking at the website and we're like, wow, I can press play and my own voice comes out of it. Like that hasn't happened before. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like going on going on Bandcamp. And I mean, obviously going on like just going on there and the fact that now technically anybody can pick it up. I mean, you you've definitely built it out. I can see your Bandcamp like you've definitely built it out a lot. And I can tell you're starting to take this thing like it's really starting to be passionate for you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like I want to keep like putting out stuff even when like life returns to normal hopefully just because that was always something I had wanted to do like regardless of like whatever job I get out of college just because like I I love writing and I love music and it's just it's good to be able to like practice your passions and for me like it's rewarding to like see something fully finished even if like there's nothing like no big celebration or reward at the end of it besides just like having it published it's just that feels like enough because you're like I did something and I'm proud of it so it doesn't really matter like you know beyond that it's just cool to feel like you you did something and like you said knowing that anyone could listen to it like like Julian Baker could listen to my music if she ever wanted to I don't think she ever will but if she did that would be like really cool and she has the ability to do it now yeah (laughs) You can just start thinking about all the possibilities, like, whoa, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Like, I know when I was, like, same thing, like, as I said, my cousin, when she was recording her music, 
Like she records like R and B, like like R and B, like trap R and B style music. Mm-hmm. And so one of her big influences, she was like, "Whoa, imagine if like my influences picked up on this." And yeah. She, she was literally just like having all these dreams. She was like, like she's like a huge fan of the singer JoJo, not JoJo Siwa, the other JoJo, mm-hmm. Too Little Too Late, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she was like literally calling me, and she was like wow, like, I can't imagine, like, like, whoa, what if she, like, picked this up, or, like, what if another artist I picked, like, I love, like, she's, like, well, what if, like, someone else I love, like, Alina Baraz or Daniel Caesar, like, picks this up? That's gonna be crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. It's, like, even when you know those ideas are, like, probably not gonna happen, just the fact that there's, like, this slim possibility of it, it's just, like, kind of cool, and I feel like, I don't know, it, like, adds another, it's really more of just, like, a personal thing to think about you know but it adds like another sense of like excitement about like what you did of like I'm really happy that I did this and I think this is cool with all the technical possibilities it presents even if it doesn't all happen yes yeah, so moving I guess into a pretty similar question to that what other projects do you have in the works and what are you excited about really yeah um I'm just like same old same old strumming my guitar seeing if anything sticks um I actually had like one specific song that I just started I don't know if I'll like actually I'm gonna like record it all the way to like put it on anything or just like share it with friends or whatever but what I would like to do eventually is just like record enough music to put out a full album which could take a while and also might involve me having to actually invest in recording equipment instead of just using my iPhone but like so it's mostly just like the same casual approach to just like writing songs like when I have ideas and just seeing what happens and hoping something good pops out yeah so I guess like I mean you're you feel not really constrained to like a timeline of oh I have to have music out by this time yeah that's the beauty of being independent artists yeah I mean like like I mentioned before it's it's like a new thing for me and there's not really like obviously I don't have like a following or anything it's I post it on like my personal Instagram for anyone so like that's kind of nice because it's just like a casual thing for me to like do and like share you know like it's like it's for me it's a passion more than like anything I would probably I would never pursue it as a career so it's just it's nice for me to like get to approach it just as something that I really enjoy and not have any like pressures of like if I were like an actual like professional musician or anything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, approaching it as sort of a passion product, and I could tell that right off the bat. Like, is there any particular like goal for the uh, like for your music or any like long term objective? I don't like. I mean, in the long run, it would be cool to release like an album on an actual label or something, I guess. But I don't really have like too much that much of a goal with it because, like I said, like I, it's never something I imagined to be my career. Really, what I would love to do, like obviously, is like go back to school and get to work with like other people on music because I've always wanted to play in a band. I think that would be so cool and actually get to like perform somewhere like in front of people because I've never really done that and that's I so I guess like that's kind of my end goal it's not really a big one but to like do an actual performance somewhere even if it's like really really small just like to say that I did it 
yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely interesting. I mean, respect to the fact that you, like, you don't have a goal of, like, making X dollars or, like, going on to a label. Like, this is just a passion project for you and getting a gig here to just, like, enjoying all the little experiences. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just making the most of it. Because, like, it's always something I wanted to do, and it's just exciting to actually be doing it. So I don't care too much about the end results as long as I just, like, get to do it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that that's really the most important part is having fun and enjoying the experience. Yeah. Yeah, All for right. sure. So as we wrap up this this interview here, um, is there anything or anyone you'd want to give a quick plug to? I, don't, I guess I'll plug Liz again because I mentioned her before. You know, hi, Liz. <laughs> You're cool. Actually, her and my friend Kelly, I don't, I'll tell them to listen to this. I don't know if they will, but they're like the first two people I send like music to when I record it. And just yeah. like, like Kelly's not a musician, but she's just like a good friend. So like whenever I record things, I like even stuff that I don't put out, I just like send it to them. And they're always really enthusiastic. And like they're part of, actually, they're the people who I texted, like, should I submit stuff to World College Radio Day, even though I'm not like an actual musician person. And they were like, yeah. So like I shout out to them for giving me confidence to submit to the World College Radio. They get yeah. my plug, Kelly and Liz. Definitely, definitely. I mean, having that all that having met there, I mean, just going on to college radio day, I mean, that can be kind of daunting just going out as someone who's like just starting out. Not sure where this is going to take you really. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I kind of got like, I got temporary imposter syndrome. Cause I was like, I'm not really like a musician musician. I just do this for fun. But Nina was like, I guess also shout out to Nina. Nina was like, yeah, you can send in music. So I was like, okay. I mean, what do I have to lose? Like, I mean, Hey, you're going to be treated as the, the same as any other band we've had here. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you're going to get all the spins of like, like all the other student bands, like the Cheyenne bands and the V Reapas of the world. And then you're going to get even like seeing yourself next to all those big artists that we play. Yeah, so I was, I was looking at the list of the other bands being interviewed and I saw stuff like the happy fits like on the list. And then it was like Julia Landy. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. The the huge disparity between us as musicians, but it, it it's fun. Like I, it was just something for me to give a try. Works. Like, what do I have to lose? I had music, and Nina was like, "We will take it." So, yeah, yeah. Any other shout outs you want to give as we wrap up this interview? No, I guess shout out to WTSR because if I didn't feel so like comfortable with the radio station and stuff, I definitely wouldn't have had the guts to like send in anything. So just shout out for being a cool place and a good club at TCNJ. Yeah. All righty. And with that, we'll wrap up the interview. Thank you so much for your time, Julia. Listeners, yeah, no problem. Be sure to tune in to WTSR 91.3 FM over the air online at WTSR.org or through the TuneIn app on October 2nd, 2020 for World College Radio Day to hear Julia Landy and many more great artists. This has been Zach Rich from WPSR 91.3 FM telling you to open your mind.